Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way, find a way. Ain't got no time now. You in the way. I'm doing fine now. Hey, 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 it's Christoph Wright of the Poet Life Podcast. Listen, listen, listen. If you don't understand and know who we have here as our guest, you are missing or you have been missing because Miss Nichols is mm-hmm. a person that I know for sure my wife, if she, if she could be in this room right now, <laughs> she would not let me speak a word. Like, just tell her I said hi. Just just tell her I said hi. hi. Yes, but I've been following your work, Miss Nichols, for years, and it's just Mm. absolutely amazing and transformational. Thank you for coming on, um, because I know time is of the essence and and all of that. (laughs) You're doing so much. It's the holidays. I'm sure you're with family. Talk to us. How it was your day today? Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. First of all, please call me Lisa. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, you know start yeah, out there. Please call me Lisa. Okay. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I honor it. Please call me Lisa. Tell your wife I said, hey, girl, hey. I will. <laughs> and our hey, hey, sis, hey. Hey, Indeed. sis, hey. Um, yeah, this is a this is a, a beautiful time. Um, it is uh, navigated through um, a unique year um, that allowed me to uh, tap into some areas of cre- creativity uh, that I hadn't seen yet. Uh, we'll talk about a lot of that uh, yeah. before during our time together. Um, I'm excited because I, I made several major, major knee knocking teeth chattering moves this year. And Mm. one was that I relocated my life. I relocated my life chasing love to the Bahamas. Beautiful. And, um, and so when you asked me, how was my day today? Um, my day was wonderful because uh, I have a home here in San Diego and, um, I, I sat on my couch here for the first time since I've been back. And I, I found myself in awe uh, of the story that I get to tell so far in gratitude. I even brought myself to tears, just sitting on the couch, looking at, wow, I'm so grateful uh, for the opportunity to serve and to wake up to what does Lisa want? What does, you know, I'm a server. I love serving. And so um, I think there was a window of time in my life. I'm sure there was a window of time in my life when I masters, I'd mastered service, but I needed to master service of Lisa while serving others. Wow. And so today, today sitting on my couch, I realized that this was my couch, but it's not where I live anymore. And I don't mm. live here anymore because I get, I gave Lisa a chance at love. And I said to my son 17 years ago, I'm going to live near white sand beaches and clear waters. I'm gonna live on an island. I was just talking and um, and I'm visiting my home because uh, I live in the paradise that I wanted to live in. Um, and I'm in, I gave Lisa a chance at love while building a legacy. And so it was a very, um, <laughs> it was a very, uh, I, I won't use the word interesting cause that doesn't define it correctly, but it was a very reflective, emotion-filled day of gratitude and awareness and um, giving myself a second chance a thousand different times. Sure. It came, it came, it came full circle today. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, you speak of uh, you gave your ch- yourself a chance to love, and uh, I guess congratulations are in order. <laughs> I, I I follow yeah, you. Yeah, they are on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, okay. I, I just gotta say the backstory real fast is he's been my friend for ten years, and he wow. is the dude that sat and listened to me talk about all the other dudes that weren't right. working yeah. well uh, yeah. for the last ten years. And and when I realized 
he's consistently been there. I literally called him uh, after reading all of his texts. I, I sat up one night and read all of his texts. And I said, hey, I think, I think, I think he, I'm not sure. And so yeah. I stayed up until, I waited until 3 a.m. my time, Pacific Standard Time at, at that time in my life. And it was 6 a.m. his time. And I called him and I said, like seventh graders, I said, do you, do you, do you like me? <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not, Christoph. I could have sent the letter check. Yes, no, maybe, you wow. know, all the boxes. I, I said, do you? And I stuttered. I, I literally stuttered. Wow. And I realized that, that I had a chance to build a relationship with my friend. And I was always attracted to him, but I was a, I was a single mom CEO when I met him. And mm. both those things, being, being a mother of a middle school student at the time and being a CEO took all my energy. And so yeah. in September, for his birthday in September, he proposed to me. He said wow. that was the gift to himself on his birthday. So oh, I didn't know I was it was his excited. birthday. Oh, that's 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 it pretty was good. His birthday gift to himself. Yeah, that <laughs> is absolutely amazing. Congratulations! Awesome, awesome. Well, that's that's definitely a chance. And, and I don't, I don't know if you saw my I don't know if you I don't know if you saw my post, but I got on I got on um, social media and I started my message with I'm 54. And I've never been married. I didn't try to hide that, and because I was, I was celebrating every single man that had been in my life over the last thirty-four years that helped me to get clear on who I was, who I was becoming, and what I wanted. Yes, and yes. I thanked every tear. I thanked every joyous moment. I thanked everything was perfect because it led me to this moment. So a lot of women over forty who were single felt liberated. And felt inspired because mm. I was willing to say I'm 54 and I'm getting married for the first time and I'm supposed to be right here. And you're marrying your best friend. And I'm marrying my best friend. That is, that's the way it's supposed to go, you know. Yeah. You best friend. Yeah. And it transitions <laughs> to. It did. Where it, it did. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. We, we had a friend. We had a friendship, and even if it's not your best friend, have a friendship. Our sure. friendship is our foundation. Like he's my friend, and so um, I I can relax. He's my safe space. He's my cave that I I climb into, and I sit, and I let all my dreams, aspirations, fears, limiting beliefs, desires, I let all them out because I know they're safe. Hmm. Okay. I love it. I love it. So, um. So you're in, well, currently you're in San Diego. I am. Okay, got gotcha. you. But San you Diego, live now it's where, in it's down the it's down. Well, it's down the street from where I grew up. So I grew up in Los Angeles. Okay, uh, that's where my family is, and I, I live in Nassau, uh, Nassau, Bahamas now. And um, I have a home here in San Diego that my mom stays in, and and so I go back and forth and 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 this is all has all my stuff in it i didn't take all my furniture to the bahamas i just packed five big bags and mm. got on the road <laughs> yes yes so this is where you are now right this is where you are now let's let's take a little time machine back right and as you know this is the poet life podcast and you're you said you're a self-proclaimed what did you name yourself as in uh, just starting to release your poet self? Mm -hmm. Right. So where where did poetry begin for you? Yeah. You know, I'm going to I'm, I'm probably about to blow you away with what I'm about to tell you, because I remember the first I still remember the first time I wrote something that felt like poetry to me. Okay. I was 20 I was 22 and I was attending a black woman's leadership networking mixer and I was the youngest person there. The average woman there was 35 and over and they okay. said you have 1 minute you have 1 minute to do your introduction. And I I really believed that you really had to be 1 minute. So I said, "Well, let me write it. Let me write it out so that I can make sure I'm within the 60 seconds." And sure. 
it fell out. It fell out in some literation, iteration and, and cadence. And it's, it sounded something like this. May I? Yeah, sure. Please. <laughs> it, it, it was now, mind you, you got to picture me in my 21, 22 year old version of me. Right. Uh -huh, so. Right. <laughs> um, education, preparation, motivation with a dedication to my community. Public speaking is my occupation. School of Hard Knocks is my certification. People of color are my orientation. Yes, folks, you can speak to me later for clarification. I speak bold, I speak strong. I am three wrapped in one. Malcolm X's desire for cultural cultivation, Martin Luther King's yearning for total liberation, and I do it all with a smile, with God's motivation. There's a great mother figure right around my tongue. She helps clarify the three in one. She leads me, she guides me, she lets me know which way to go. Beside all of my three in one sits Dr. Maya Angelou. I'm Lisa Nichols and I am on my way. Listen closely, you will hear me another day for I represent the strong people of color that are here to stay. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know how I remember that. Whoa. I don't know how. <laughs> well, first, my first piece. were you reading it? 22, 23. Were you reading it? Were you reading it? Just now? No, no, were you reading it when you recited it? No, no, How? no, no, no. I don't know. Wait, did I you just, write it right there or did you write it hours before? No, I, I wrote it the day before because gotcha. I was ex I was excited about this networking mixer because I didn't know what it was. And I'm like, I want to make a good impression because they have to vote you in. So I yeah. wanted to be in the minute. It wasn't even about the poetry. I just wanted to be in the 60 seconds that the lady said I had. And uh, what was funny is no one else was 60 seconds. Everyone else was two and three minutes. <laughs> and no yeah. one wanted to come behind me. <laughs> That's how that happens. When you don't write it down, you don't even know that a minute yeah. has passed. No. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I just, I just wanted to be... I just want to be within their parameters. So I wrote it and then I started saying it as an introduction other places because I knew it was always a minute. <laughs> I knew it was always a minute and I wouldn't stumble. And that was my first piece. And I and it was something up in me. And from that place, the only time I would write poetry was when I had a strong emotional tug. You know, like, like poetry is the expression of self and emotion and feelings. And so when I had a burst of feeling and I didn't know how to get it out, I get it out in my poetry, which is why my mm. poetry has always been so private because <laughs> it, it yeah. was full of my love and full of my loss and full of my anger and full of my confusion. It was all the extreme versions of myself. And sure. as I evolved and as I began to step into healing, I felt like my healing and my my transformation lisa nichols transformational leader her role was steady to be the anchor for others so my poetry i didn't know how to get it in because that was my extreme fire on my mm. heart so yeah <laughs> that is so interesting so the poetry was for you yeah it was it was for me i never ever thought to ever perform poetry it was always this sacred space. If you get in my cave, then you might hear that thing thing. You might get, right. you know, because in between Lisa and Nichols is Shantae, Sister Soldier. It's that it's that woman, feminine goddess, central sexual goddess. It's all this. It's the it's the the woman who's ready to the act, all of it's between Lisa and Nichols. I right? See. And and my poetry expresses the extreme sensuality, the extreme uh, dissatisfaction, the extreme desires, the extreme hurt, like all those things come together. And so um, I would I would I would use poetry as a as a way to have my own emotional purge to so I can find my level set again. Like, oh, I'm glad I got that poem out. Now I can get back to like that's how poetry has been for me. I okay. All right. So from 22, your first poem that shook the room and <laughs> gave you that one minute, uh, where did, where else did it go for you? Was it simply like journalistic for you? Was it your journal, your, your way of releasing? Was it your outlet? And that was the extent of it? Not, no, not solely. 
um, I drop pieces of poem poetry in my speeches, okay, in so my great. writing. So it's been with me. It's walk with me. Yeah. So no, she's she. It, I say she. That part that that her in me has always been brought full forth. I, I have to bring all of me everywhere I go. So um, okay. so um, you'll see it. Like you can look at my keynotes on YouTube and you be like, ah, it is. It's right there. It's, it's, it's on me. You know and um, I just harness her because if I go far in it and I, I'll do it on, on cue, I'll do it on call. I'll, I'll decide I want to do a, 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 a case and I'll just go right there. I don't mind in the moment. I love that. I love a poetic jam session. That's what I call it. I want a poetic sure. jam session. Yeah. And so, uh, I've always brought that element of who I am to every message that I've ever delivered. Um, mm. I remember seeing I remember seeing Dr. Maya Angelou uh, on stage in 2000 uh, in Beverly Hills at an NAACP event. And I remember she did something and, and she opened up a doorway. She disrupted me. I didn't see it coming, but she was in the middle of a poem and she just started singing. And then she really? went back to the poem and I was like, I said, how'd she do that? She, she, broke, the, she broke the poem rule. And then I realized that she delivered to her own liking. Well, I can't sing. I'm not going to try to hold the note because I can't hold the note if you strapped it to my back, Christoph. <laughs> but what I can do is I can I can disrupt my keynote and my speech with poetry mm -hmm. and then come back. And so I used her as that model to go, oh, I can just play. I got the words, the words like my keyboard. And a mm. lot of people say here on the keyboard. And when you go into song and poetry, you go way out to the ends on the keyboard. And so I've spent a lifetime, the last 16 years at least, going, how much can I play on the keyboard? Can I, can I interrupt a message with a piece of poetry? Interrupt a message with a series of questions? Interrupt a message with carefrontation, not confrontation, mm. but carefrontation. And mm. so, um, no, I've embedded poetry. It's been layered. It's been layered in between my my speeches. Got it. So that's that's where I was getting to. Okay, awesome. Now, so here, let's go here with you becoming. What do you consider yourself as it relates to <laughs> transformational and leadership and what you teach? What what does that look like? I'm not sure what that question is. I know, I I know, I know it's in your bio, right? You know, yeah. uh, right. Um, yeah. How did you how did you get to that? <laughs> I can tell where you're going with this. And and even even the lead into it is a little uncomfortable for me. Um, uh, I, I, you know, I, I am a servant leader. I'm very clear. And I don't I'm not saying that to minimize my contribution, but I'm sure. saying that to own the assignment on my life. I'm a servant leader. Like I, I tell people when they talk about how influential I am, I say, well, what's funny is if I am influential to any degree, it's because I was obedient and I surrendered, <laughs> which, which in, the, in the art of war, those two words exemplify weakness, but in the art of spirituality, it's my strength. It's yes. my superpower. Right. Um, so so um, how did I get here? I got here by not keeping score on where I was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got here. I got here by by recognizing that comparison is and will always be the thief of all my joy. So I mm. never tried to be Iyanla. I never tried to be less. I never tried to be Tony Robbins. I never tried to be dot 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 Oprah. And when people would compare me to them, I would say, I am always going to fail you if mm. you want me to give you Iyanla or less or Oprah. But if you're ever interested, I do a darn good Lisa Nichols. And so I got here by working to master my gift, my talent, and my contribution so that I can be obedient and the servant leader that I was put here to be. And so um, I look up at times, Christoph, and I'm I'm blown away at what they say about me. Like, I'm like, really? really? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? You know? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because I'm not doing it for the for the bio read i'm doing it because it's the right thing to do you know and um and and i've i've been i've been willing to give myself like i opened up with i've been willing to give myself a thousand second chances to get it right 
Yes. And every time, and every time I get to 999, I press reset. <laughs> mm. That's awesome. Awesome. So if if poetry did that for you, right? Um yes. don't you think it could also do it, do that for others? Be their Absolutely. be their peace, their coping mechanism, their way Absolutely. out. Absolutely. 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 So poetry is oral music. Mm. I get like I said, I gave myself a thousand second chances. Um, and every time I got to 999, I press reset. I was willing, I was willing. This is the best way to describe it, Christoph. I wasn't preoccupied with trying to avoid failure. Mm. I was preoccupied with seeing what my wings could look like. And so while I failed multiple times, failure was just a pathway to the flying. I see. It, it, I, I didn't make it mean I wasn't enough. I didn't make it mean I wasn't worthy. I didn't make it mean the world was against me. I didn't make it mean that I didn't have value to offer. I just made it mean that I did that one wrong. <laughs> I yeah. got wrong. I sure. just made it mean. It was a moment. It was an incident. I don't know how I got to that mindset. I can't tell you that there was a class or there was a moment or there was lightning that came down. Other than I was more committed and still am. I want to see who can I become in the best version of myself. Mm. I, I, I want to see how much can I contribute? How much can I add value? How much can I love the perceivingly unlovable, forgive the perceivingly unforgivable? I, I, I'm not a saint, but I want to see what does my best version of me look like? So much so that when something doesn't work right or when I get betrayed, I've been betrayed, I've been hurt. I've been abandoned, you know, I've made poor decisions, I've spent bad money, all the stuff that everyone else. Hmm. I, I, that energy goes where energy goes. That just doesn't get my energy. It gets my insight, it gets my awareness. I use it to make decisions in the future. So my failures inform my future. So they're not really failures, they're just expensive yeah. lessons. You know, it's just painful lessons. They inform my future. And so I'm always looking at and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I do it all right, but I'm looking at who can I become to make truly make this world a better place. I, I take the fact that there are people like Nelson Mandela, Mahatma Gandhi, Cesar Chavez, Mother Teresa, you know, Martin Luther King, and and many unsung heroes, many unsung heroes, who who would stand proud because of who Christoph is. Sure. Because of who Lisa chooses to be. I want to make my ancestors really, really proper. Every minute, every hour, every week they pick cotton. Mm. For every book they couldn't read. That 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 they have a sneak to read. For every for every masses child they they bathed and they took care of. For every white person that risked their family's life to get a slave to freedom, I mm. I think like that. I think I think big and crazy. I think big and crazy, and I take on that responsibility not in a way that feels like a burden, but in a way that feels like a badge of honor. Mm. I'm excited to make you proud of me. Just let me give myself a thousand second chances to get sure. it right, and we'll be okay. That's that's heavy and and exciting, really, because now I and others believe that my failures don't define me. They simply should should propel me. They, they feed me. They feed my future. Your your failures feed your future decisions. Like use that lesson. I I am the woman that I am today as a culmination of my best decisions and my most costly decisions. I am a woman. And if I didn't have my most costly decisions, quote unquote, my failures, I wouldn't be this woman because they, they, they help my humility. They help my discernment. 
So I, I, I embrace all of it. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What made you believe that now was the time for your poetry to be presented <sighs> in this way? There was no analysis of mm. now being the time. There was a, if I don't do it now, shame on me. Mm. There, there wasn't a, there wasn't a time management chart. There wasn't a brand management strategy. There wasn't a calendar assessment. There was a black woman after George Floyd's murder, a mother whose African-American male child was driving 20 hours across country to his new home. And I was riddled with fear. And I told you my poetry comes out in the extremes of my emotion. Mm. And so here I have this anguish. I have this anger. I have this fear. Um, I was, I, I felt isolated and lonely because I was in the Bahamas. Right. And, and, and they have a different culture. And so all these emotions, my poetry was the only way I could let the pressure off the, out of the bottle. I had to take the cap off and let the pressure out. And the poetry was the only way I could. And, and I knew this time I needed this poetry to be heard. Yes. <laughs> like I knew if I did this poetry and stuffed it in a folder, or if I did this poetry and whispered it to a few of my friends, right? shame on me. Shame on me with this, with the influence I have and the mm. impact I have and the reach I have. But most importantly, with the trust that people like your beautiful wife gives me. Sure. She gives me her trust. And if I use that trust and I, and I, and I allow that trust to just sit without me pouring into it about this conversation, shame on me. So it wasn't, it wasn't a strategy as much as it was a requirement. It was a requirement that I felt like I was hearing God say, I gave you this platform and I gave it to you for such a time as this. Poetry and music are unifiers because mm -hmm. rhythm, rhythm is a unifier. When I was in right. Taipei, when I was in Taipei, they didn't speak any English. But boy, when they turned on Beyonce, every yeah. one of the three three thousand people in the room were singing. Should have put a ring on it. Everyone was singing. And then when the song went off, they went right back to speaking zero English. The same thing is with poetry. Poetry has a rhythm to it. It's a unifier, and it makes all things more palatable. It makes them more engaging. It makes them more digestible. And so I did the film that I did. I did it in spoken word. And, and when I asked Sean Smith to support me, you know, friend of yours as well. When I sure. asked David, David Bianchi to, to jump in, you also know a friend of a uh, friend of the poet lives. When I, when I invited them both in at first, it was just a poem that I was going to do. And then right. I wanted the poem. Yeah, it was a poem I was going to do by myself. And then I said, let me invite Sean in because I want to talk to a white person. I don't want to talk about white people. I don't want to just talk to black people. I don't want white people to just talk to themselves. I want to talk across the cultural line. And so then Sean and I decided, let's do it in spoken word. Because that's, that's the freedom. Then I said, really the black man and the white man, there's this, this embedded tension between them. And so what if we can create a piece that allows that tension to be seen and to be felt, but then we can transcend the tension in front of the camera's eyes. That was an exciting possibility for me. So that's how all three of us got into the spoken word piece. It's, it kept having its layers. And it started with just me as a black woman saying, and as a transformational leader, and as a change agent saying, let me lend my voice to this journey, to this time in history. And then it grew from there. Okay, okay. 
I'm, I'm glad that you were able to, to break that down for us, um, especially for me. I, I just didn't, I was wondering, uh, I was just, man, I didn't know she had it. I didn't know. I didn't know that, yeah. Yeah. you know, and ha- has, has your friends and your colleagues, have they started to come to you and say, you know, I write as well. I write too. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, to speak to you, you didn't know. Uh, have you seen the entire 16-minute film yet? No, I want to watch it for the premiere. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So um, so there's something in the poetry that you will see with me that I also have never shown. Uh, I have never publicly shown that level of anguish and pain. Mm. I because I'm the transformational coach, when you come to my event, you, you're not coming for me to show my anguish and pain. You sh- you're coming for me to help you ascend to your best version of you. So, sure. so I had to trust the environment and I call it, I, I decided to trust my white allies that I could show you my truth about my relationship to you and you'll stay and we can navigate through it. So that was number one. So when people see the poem, I, I did a, we did an advanced screening, had hundreds of people there. They're shocked. They're shocked at two things. The fact that I'm a poet <laughs> and I just sit in it. There's no easing it between a, a, a speech, easing it, letting it be my intro or my, my exit. It's just, that's all it is. The other thing that there's, about is I let my I let my fury out I let my despair out I let my anger and my anguish out I, I also let the hope out I'm always in the hope I live in the hope mm-hmm. but I've never I've never allowed anyone to see me in those other things that's when I'm in my cave that's when I'm at home that's when I my bedroom door is closed right that's what my my other girlfriends and so my friends have come to me with several things. My friends have come to me with, I felt that pain too. And I didn't think anyone would ever share it. Um, my friends have come to me with, I didn't know you were in that kind of pain. Wow. But thank you for trusting me. And my friends have come to me with, I write poetry too. Mm-hmm. And I've never and I've never shared it with anybody. So yes, they have said that, and the other um, eye-opening experiences they've had from the movie. Sure, sure. So now that the poet is out the bag, <laughs> not the cat. The poet is out the bag, right? She's out. She's out. Indeed. I'm yeah. coming out. Yeah. I want the world can't to go back know. In, you can't go back into the show. bag. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm so, so, coming out. <laughs> what's your plan to incorporate? I know you incorporate it into your speeches, yeah. right? But into your healing process for yeah. others. Yeah. So, um, so many things are turning in me right now, Christoph. So many things. Um, uh, you know, we talked about some, you know, a few yeah. days ago, just planning for this. So, um, things like, you know, positive poetry slams and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the courage to express words and rhyme. You know, yeah. I have a platform. I have a platform that allows me to do a lot. I, I, I did a I did a, a live broadcast today and I, we mentioned the poet. Um, uh, we, we, we mentioned the poet life. We mentioned this journey. We mentioned all of this. And mm-hmm. what was really exciting was all of the people that was on my my life saying, I like poetry. I like just waking that up in people, waking that opportunity up, waking up that, 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 that industry, you know, and, and then as a businesswoman, I believe that structure, um, and, and infrastructures and systems and awareness and marketing, um, that's an opportunity to bring to, to this entire experience in this entire sure. industry, you know, um, fusing uh, poetry, more poetry in uh, in personal development and corporate development and spiritual development, um, allowing it to be a 
a thread in the tapestry of growth and evolution. I don't know exactly all the ways I'll do it, but what I do know is when I touch something and I'm sold out on something and I'm ready to make that something a part of my DNA, um, then it touches every corner of my life unapologetically. Yeah. <laughs> unapologetically. So I, I see many things. One of the things is I'm going to start featuring some of the Let's, Let's Grow poets um, and, and the poets who are lending to the movement, featuring them and then creating a hub where we can come together and mm-hmm. uh, and then creating a space where organizations and corporations and entities that need to find unique ways of touching the souls of the people that they are responsible for understand the power of poetry to do just that, you yes. know? Um, yeah. So I, I, there's many things, you know, when I'm in my creative mode, I look up and I notice that whenever you talk about the poetry, I start looking up as I create up in the sky. Yes. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got some fun things that I want to do. Um, I've always, I've always said, I want my CEO and my art, my artist to coexist. I, I'm a CEO yes. every day, all day. I'm an artist before I'm a CEO. Yes. I've just spent more time. I've just spent more time being a CEO because that was the thing that got things moving. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel free now? Now oh. that they, oh. it, it's um. on the platform now. Yeah. Do I feel free? I feel... I feel like I've shared with the world. Um, I, I want to say this right. Yeah. I, I feel like there was a whole set of colors in my butterfly wings mm. that no one, no one knew existed. I feel like I yeah. shared all my colors, you know, um, scary because they're my colors. They're my sacred colors in my wings. But I feel like um, I'm also in a season in my life where I don't have to, I don't, I no longer believe I have to do anything. I now choose to do everything. Does that make sense? Yes. The crazy, the crazy chaos that I was in 20 years ago when I was on government's assistance and I didn't mm-hmm. have money to put pampers on my son Jelani and I had to wrap him in a towel, I had to do something then to mm-hmm. change my life. Fast forward 10 years, my son's in middle school and I wanna give him opportunities that I didn't have. I had to do something then. And then there was the spiritual gap in my life. I had to fill that chasm up. I'm now in a place, I'm not perfect, but I handled every single urgency that would make me feel stable and grounded. And I've built practices. Now I choose to do it totally different in this season. I'm choosing to show people all of me. And I am a poet. I am a poet. I've always, I've always been a poet. I just didn't Mm. feel like I had a freedom to explore that. Yeah, I, I think I think that is a lot of people's feelings. You said you 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 were the CEO for the longest, and your art kind of took the back seat. And that is for most people because m- my job is important. I have to do this job yeah. to pay my bills, yeah. to get my children yeah. through school, put yeah. clothes on their back, and I have to put that to the side. Yes. 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 It's it's one of those things where um, we are constantly putting ourselves last, consciously or unconsciously. Um, uh, And poetry and what poetry does for us, I believe, is making a statement. I have a long line of people to serve, but I want to keep putting myself at the front of my own line. And when I do poetry, I feel like I'm putting Lisa at the front of Lisa's line. I'm going to serve everybody else. I, I'm, I, I've already proven that to myself. But now what I get to get, the gift I get to give myself is in that long line of people to be served, 
I get to stay at the front of that line. And poetry is like that. So I think poetry also leans into self-care for many yes. people who, who don't give themselves, because what's happening is that they're not giving themselves permission to, to write or to recite or to share. Right. I was there. I'm, there's yeah. no judgment. I was right there. And so I had to give myself permission to write and to read it and to share it and then to share it publicly. That's a big step. And I, I want to challenge and charge anyone looking at this particular show that if there's, if there's a message in you that can rhythmically roll itself off of your tongue or off of your paper and bless mm. someone else, what I'm clear more than ever now is that that piece of poetry don't even belong to you. It's just coming through you. It's yours, but it belongs to the people that are going to be blessed because of it. And so uh, I'm, I'm getting more and more clear of that. And I too was a closet poet. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you said something, um, and my closest, one of my close friends, Orville, the poet, he said, I'm not sure who said that to him, but he said, the gift that was given to you wasn't for you. Yes. It's a gift for you to give to someone else. Give to someone else. Yes. Yes. I completely concur with that. If I yeah. can pause you one moment, I just want to plug my phone in. I got the, uh, I got the you in trouble, plug it in sign. So I just want to. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get one, one, one. Are you getting a, um, beep beep in your, in your earphones or are you set nope. battery wise with your head, headphones too? Okay, I'm cool. set and, I can, and I can open it up so I can actually see what it is on screen. You know how you okay. open it up and it'll tell you. I have no clue. I have Android. I don't. Uh, you know, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm fully charged. We're good. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. And it is, well, one, 12. All right. This is really good. This is really good. Okay. Um, gift. All right. That's where we left off. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm really clear that, um, that different people are touched in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you're not a lane. You don't just operate one way. You're not a lane. And most people live their life like they're a lane. Like mm -hmm. this is my lane. When in fact, when you look at abundance and true abundance, you're a super highway. <laughs> that, you know, I, the last time I took a English class, a formal English class, I received a fail. And my mm -hmm. English teacher said in front of the entire classroom, she said, quote unquote, Miss Nichols, you have to be the weakest writer that I've ever met in my entire life, in front of the entire classroom. The same year I took a speech class, I was in college, and my speech teacher gave me a D minus and said, Lisa, quote unquote, Lisa, I recommend you never speak in public that you get a desk job. Now, it told me two things. Number one, they're teachers that will never be motivational speakers. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and two, that other people's perception of me is none of my business. Mm. They both, they both had their perception of who I was and who I wasn't. And oftentimes we begin to sit our limiting beliefs in what we are afraid other people might think about us. Poetry is so personal. It's so, I mean, it, it's personal. Poetry is a feeling. And a lot of times I know I, I didn't let it out because I, I don't know what people would think of me or what they would say about me. Um, my the, the sensuality in my poetry, um, the intimacy in my poetry, the the rough ruggedness in my poetry. I, I didn't know. And and what I realized is that I was robbing everyone that could gain value from my poetry in fear of the few or maybe the many that may not love it. And yeah. when I realized, wait a minute, it's not my job to manage the assessment of me. It's my job to be obedient to the gift that's coming through me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've always thought this, you know, um, everyone has a gift, right? And 
everyone one has a purpose as well. Each person could be going through something and praying to God, please send something to help me, save me, you know, from yeah, yeah, this yeah. anguish, right? And what they what a lot of people don't understand is they actually have a gift that was given to them that actually could save them from where they are or even right. an idea. Yeah. Right? I'm, uh, I'm down. Yeah. I don't have any money. But you don't know that I that idea that you've been sitting on for years. Yeah. He did, yeah. That's the book. Yeah. That's the yeah. save you from drowning. Yeah. Drowning. Well, and and most people won't take the risk because they want to avoid the no. Right. right? And 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 yeah, if you don't take the risk, you absolutely avoid the no. But if you never run and leap because you're afraid of failing, then you never actually see if you can fly. And there's so many grounded birds. <laughs> there's yes. so many ground, there's so many grounded butterflies. There's so many grounded eagles. Like you were born to soar. You may not soar the first time you leave the ground. You may have to practice your wings a few times, but you were born to soar. And and, and it requires you to give yourself permission yeah. to try to thousand and times and and that's the same thing with with spoken word i think spoken word and oration and 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 most arts most arts yeah. are so personal to us that we don't give ourselves permission to test it more to put it out there more to see to hear the no like right. go for the go for the no don't plan for the no but be prepared in case the no comes that's okay like I tell people, I ha I have more yeses than most, and I have more yeses than most because I actually have more nos than most. Right. <laughs> yeah. That right you know, there. You know what not to do now because of the nos and the failures. Yeah, and and, and I, I I haven't made the no doesn't equal my my worth. Like the no doesn't equal my value. The no just means that it's not a fit with this particular entity or person. And so I took all the power from no, I took it all back, you know, and I'm not perfect. I'll say that again. Yeah. I'm not perfect, but I've learned how to perfectly manage my imperfection. <laughs> mm, beautiful. Awesome. Where, what do you see this movie doing or what, what's your, what's your expectation? Uh, what's your desire for it to do? Um, first, I, I, I want to make sure you know, I'm not sure if Sean or David shared this with you, um, uh, but we, we wrote this movie and, and, and produced this movie uh, for white people, not for blacks, mm. actually. I don't know. I don't know if they told you that. I was no. very adamant. I was very, very clear as an executive producer what I was doing, uh, what I wanted to achieve. I didn't quite know how we were going to get there, but I knew what I wanted. And I wanted a movie for white people who weren't in the conversation yet. Hmm. I felt like I didn't need to convert the, I didn't need to convert the cheerleaders. I didn't need to convert anybody that's in Black Lives Matter. You're already there. Right. And I, and I didn't need to get white people to join Black Lives Matter. I didn't need that either. I needed to get the white people who were quiet and on the sideline. I needed to get them to at least stand up and say, I need to get off the sideline. That's it. I see. I didn't need, yeah. I, I, and we were very clear, which is why 16 minutes, which is why spoken word, which is why I wanted, I was uh, following the concept that Dr. King said, and I'd never heard this before, um, but I was doing all this research when all this was happening. I was researching Obama.org. I was researching you know, Black Lives Matter. I was researching Dr. King. I wanted to see how would Dr. King handle this if he were here? How would he, what, what would he do? And I, I came across this quote that he said. He said, it's not the harsh words of our enemies that we'll remember in history. It's the silence of our friends. Hmm. And I wanted to create something that would help our friends our allies, our sisters and brothers who are white, who actually care, 
who actually want to do something, but they're immobilized on the sideline, either out of shock, out of shame, out of fear, out of doubt. They're just on the sidelines. I wanted to create an invitation and a call and a challenge for mm. them to get in the conversation in whatever way they need to get in, just get on the field. Because you're in the stadium, in the chair, right. it does not put you on the field. And, um, and I wanted to do it in such a way that left their dignity intact. Sure. I wanted to do it in such a way that didn't slap them around with shame. Sure. It did say, you need to hear this hard truth. And there's no way for me to sugarcoat this truth for you. And I want to trust you with this truth. And so that was the truth I gave them. That was the truth David gave them. And um, and so uh, I have to I had to tell you that in order to answer your question. Sure. Because optically, you can look at this film and say, oh, my God, this film was for everybody. While everyone can fit in the film. While when what I love is when black women see the film, they say, sister. You represented us in that film. Like mm. they're sobbing. Like, I can't believe you said it all. You went there. And when black men see the film, I love how they say, wow. Like, yeah, that's how I feel. That's what I'm thinking. And when our brown sisters and brothers see the film, they're like, ah, you spoke for us. So mm. I, I know we all can fit in it, but I, I directed the film for our white allies to say, hold on, let me find my place in the conversation actively, not optically, not optically, but actively. Right. And based on the advanced screening, it was funny because unsolicited, I've never said it like this before. So like on your show, it's the very first most direct way I've set this intention because I didn't want to taint the viewing. Right. What was beautiful was after the the advanced screening, we had about 73% of the audience was white because that's who the film was written for. Sure. And, and, and we had discussions afterwards. And I was in a breakout room with a white woman about 56 years old. And she said, as soon as the film ended, I wanted to click exit meeting. I was so uncomfortable, I wanted to get off Zoom. She said, but I said, if I did that, then I'm the problem. She said, so I just want to be acknowledged for staying. I, I'm good. It, it, and then, then the very next woman said, white woman, I don't like confrontation. I've never liked confrontation. I avoid confrontation at all costs. And I think I need to begin to become comfortable with confrontation so that I can be a part of this movement. Wow. Without knowing my agenda. And so um, uh, if you ask me what do I want, I want people to move from the bleachers to the field. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so excited that you were open to allow poets around the world to speak with you through yeah. their writing. Yes, yes. That 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 super meant excited a lot. about that. Yes. And Sean is uploading those videos as we speak. And <laughs> I love it. for everyone listening and watching, um, go to let's grow movie.com. And uh, I believe there's a button. If there isn't a button, you can go to let's grow movie.com. Okay, cool. Slash there's a, the there's a slash the, right the poet life. Yes. yes, exactly. And you'll see a sea of videos from poets from around the world with a desire to yeah. join in and share their voices as well. And they're like, thank you for this opportunity, not just yeah. to work with Ms. Lisa Nichols, but for allowing my voice to be heard as well. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. We have so much in store for the poets. Uh, we, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, gra I'm grateful that you would share the space with me and lend sure. your voice and your talent and your gift yeah. to give your gift. 
and we're going to be featuring poets uh, for some time on my on my social media platforms and awesome. sharing the space and sharing the message. So thank you, Christoph, for no being problem. the yeah. Thank you for being the vessel to connect the dots yeah. and to make this opportunity so uh, available. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't know how to reach poets. Right. I wouldn't have known how you you're using your platform and your and and your your brilliance to help further the movement and to help share it and spread it. And so I'm just, you know, hats off to you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and I want to continue to work with you because I, I want to, sh I want to um, help you seamlessly infuse yes. poetry <laughs> in what you do, because everything I touch, see, as you can see what it has done for you throughout the years, yeah, right, yeah, really control and cope and all of that. Um, yeah. that that's been uh, integral in your life. It will do that for so many people. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree, and I think it is the it is one of the most understated forms of, of healing and medicine. Yes. It's one of the most understated forms. We don't even know that it does what it does to us, right? We it's an unconscious, you don't even know. You don't yes. even know. And, and so it's an unconscious, um, it's an unconscious experience. But when we bring from the unconscious experience to the conscious experience, then we can become more intentional about it. So what I'm hearing you to say, brother, is that you want to make sure that you support me to be more intentional about bringing this healing modality to people at a time that they need it the most. I hear you. Yep, yep. And the thing is, they don't have to be self-proclaimed poets yeah. because, because poetry is, it's multitasking. It is, it is, it is, it can be a tool. Yeah. Right, right. It, it, it can be a safe haven and you don't have to claim yourself a poet. Absolutely. Because I know can, I've done yeah. that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Can, yeah. yeah I, I, I love all the things, all the possibility. I also love the fact that poet, poetry can be used to help children learn. Yes. Poetry can be used to help children learn to read, learn math, learn. I once saw, um, I saw a special on a teacher and this teacher used poetry and his class had the highest, and these were like first graders and they had the highest testing scores in the school because he was using poetry as a way to get them to remember uh, the formulas in his class, yes. the math and the lessons. So it's so many avenues poetry can be used for. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about, now that I'm out, now that I'm out the closet, I'm all in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, December 13th. That's Sunday. Yes. But it's around the corner, y'all. It is yes. around the corner. Every yes. single day, we are doing something different to get eyeballs on the Let's Grow movie. Um, mm. And every single day, we're asking you to share. I was just on a social media live today, and this woman said she shared it with 700 people. And what I, I love is we have so many different trailers that you can just push the trailer out and say, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And if you think grassroots doesn't work, grassroots is the way. Tell me. Right? It's, the way we've got, it's the way we've gotten everything done. I remember yeah. hearing Oprah say uh, in 2007, when I was on the Oprah show, she said mm -hmm. she, was in, she was in South Africa helping to build the school that she built. And she said 10 different people in the same day, ask her the same question. Have you seen the secret? Have you seen the secret? Have you seen the secret? Uh, yeah. She said as tired as she was that night, she knew she was going to do one thing, and that was watch the secret. I never forgot that. I never forgot how people just asking, have you seen it? You should see it. Made a difference in probably one of the busiest people I've ever mm -hmm. met's life. And, and so grassroots is possible. So, so we're asking everyone to be a grassroots change agent with us and point people to the Sunday matinee with a mission of purpose and possibility. It's a 16 minute matinee film with a mission. And um, mm -hmm. it's gonna be a big 
day. It's going to be a world premiere. We already got some heavy players on board helping mm. us to promote it. I mean, A-list actors, Grammy winners, Oscar winners. Like, literally, we got some people that when I saw that they joined, they're like, I'm happy to get this word out. I was like, oh, my God. But it just speaks to the timing and the necessity and the opportunity. Beautiful. Beautiful. Everyone listening and watching and also reading on the blog, go check out. Let me put that up right now. Let's grow movie.com. All right. Look at the trailers. Yes. Yes. Check out the trailers. The Get some tissue. Get some tissue. Yeah. Get some tissue. <laughs> but look, we didn't even, we didn't even, and before we go, we didn't even touch on David Bianchi and Sean Smith <laughs> and their brilliance in what brilliance. they've been able to do and make it a Hollywood style, not just poetry on video. You made a movie out of spoken a word. Movie. A movie that's already been accepted into a Canadian film festival oh. and is currently being currently lining up to be uh, nominated for a couple of awards. Like who would have thought like who we didn't do it for that. We did it because it was the right thing to do. But it's right. of that quality. It's a movie like it is. It's riveting. I, I'm, I'm blown away. I got to tell you. I went into it thinking I was going to do it. This Sean and I, this is the joke. Sean and I were going to do it on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, he told me that. <laughs> and then we met Dave and he was like, eh. I mean, eh. if you're interested, eh. if you're right. I was like, is that, I said, how does Zoom sound? He was like, meh, meh. Right. And uh, <laughs> we were on set. And like they literally have the, like the beaming cameras, the track cameras, and the lighting and the fog, and like it was intense. And I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna look, but it looks impressive to create it. And then I saw the first cut, and they kept saying, "Oh, it's gonna get better than that." I was like, "It could get better than that." Wow. Yeah, I'm blown away. Yeah, you'll be very, you'll be very pleased on December 13th. Very pleased. Yeah, it's gonna do several things for a lot of people. Just especially for poets, it's going to open their eyes and create possibilities for them. Yeah. Because I can do this with my poetry. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 It's not just, it's not just a singular person making a statement. Like it could be a part of a, like we literally wrote our poetry independent of each other because we want our truth to, to be in the space. And then we got on Zoom and we began to layer it so that it could fit. And then we then we gave each other two Zoom rehearsals. All we did was give each other feedback. And that was hard because right. everyone was attached to their words. And so yeah. we, we it was really, but it was great. Um, we, they shut in mind, you know, I was still transformational. They were like, mm -mm, can you, are you mad right there? I was like, yes. They said, can you get, can you use some more of your mad? I was like, oh. Oh, oh, some old sister soldier. Oh, yes, right. sister soldier been waiting to come out, right? And so it was great because we we had our true authentic authentic content independent of each other, and then we worked to have them collide into one another, and then we gave each other feedback on what would make the texture feel better, and and the organization of it, and so it was a phenomenal project um, of collision, and literally we're on Zoom. And there are times when we're crying because it's so intense. Um, and Sean would say stuff because Sean's character had to be a racist and, and bigot. Mm. And Sean would say stuff and I would just sit silent looking at the screen like this. And he'd go, mm. and then he'd say, and then he'd say, how was that? I said, must be good because I'm really angry. Right. Yeah. And. And then we had to sit through it and get past it and, and stay in the artwork of creation. So um, I, I agree with you. I, I believe that it's going to allow an entirely different viewpoint to see poetry and the power of poetry. It's mm. considered a film. It's from the moment I opened my mouth, dear white people, dear white sisters and brothers, committed to the truth. Consider this a public service announcement, curated, cultivated, and created just for you. From the moment that I do that, to the moment that we close, 
it's all spoken word. And so we did a movie. And so I think it just opens up an opportunity for us to use spoken word in so many different ways. Yes, yes. And and you would think this would be the destination, but it is literally where it all starts. This is the start. At the, at the 16 minute point is where we get started. Miss <laughs> Lisa Nichols, I don't know if I can, I don't know what else to say um, or how to say thank you, but I'm just gonna say mm. thank you for mm. sharing this time and this space with me. Um, I enjoyed every bit of it. And I am so, 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 so excited about December 13th. And um, mm. I look yes. forward to not only what you all created, but the mesh and the linkage of what you all are doing, but also what the poets have been doing for years. And now yeah. they're like, it is our time now. Yes, it's our time. It, 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 it is, it's time. Poetry is necessary in this season. It's the healer, it's the vibration that we can all get behind and, and get onto. So I'm excited that I could be a part of a project that creates a doorway and a pathway uh, for some of the most talented people on the planet to be seen okay. and to be heard and for others to be blessed by it. So thank you for your time. Thank you for what you do, brother. Uh, mm. I love I love the way you show up. I love your intention and your intentionality. Uh, I'm proud to, to stand beside you as a woman and as a black woman. Uh, mm. as a sister in the journey. I thank you for the way you show up and the way you show out and the way you show us. Thank Indeed. you. Indeed. Listen, everybody, thank you all for joining us here on the Poet Life Podcast. Leave here and go straight to letsgrowmovie.com and get your $4 and how much? $4 and 75 cents. $4.95. $4.95. $4 that's it, you know, and 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 support. Um, it is going to the the the, the building of what's to come, and so yeah. uh, you will definitely see that as as an investment. And um, look, for life podcast, it is Christoph Rice, but also it is Miss Lisa Nichols. Mm. You all have a Thank great you. night. Thank you so much. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Find a way. Ain't got no time.